biggest thing is really making sure that you have open communication. And then if you are getting that resistance, you know what the laws are. And if you're still having resistance, then go to your human resources for additional support. Hey ladies, you're listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast, where I interview some of the most amazing women from those sharing knowledge related to labor, breastfeeding, and postpartum issues to everyday moms sharing stories of struggle, triumph, and the unexpected. These women are sure to give you honest conversations to help accomplish one key issue, getting rid of mom shaming. So if you want a judgment-free, open conversation, buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. This is Mom Talks with Krista. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this special episode of Mom Talks with Krista. These are our monthly episodes with Kristen Sarando, who is a lactation consultant from Florida. And I'm so excited because today we are talking about going back to work after maternity leave. I know there's a lot of questions surrounding this, a lot of anxiety, stress. So hopefully Kristen helps ease some of that anxiety and answer some of your questions today. So welcome back, Kristen. Thank you for having me. So excited to talk about this because like I said, we get a lot of questions about this. I see it in the group all the time. So quick intro to who you are for anyone that has not seen any episodes so far. Absolutely. My name is Kristen Sarando. I'm a lactation consultant out of Orlando, Florida. My company is Orlando Lactation. So if you have any questions, you're more than welcome to uh, shoot them uh, through me through my website. Awesome. So this is a great topic. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's, it's like I said, like so many, there's a lot of anxiety around it. Mm-hmm. You know, just had these, you know, anywhere between six to 12 weeks off, sometimes longer. I know a friend of mine is just going back after a year off. So there's a lot of anxiety built up around it, no matter how much time you had off. Yeah. So just to get started, what are your best tips for preparing for this time? Like if say they know it's coming in a few weeks, and they're just thinking about it. So what are those tips you have? And it's amazing. It will sneak up on you. You know, you think 12 weeks is such a long time and then it sneaks up on you and it's tomorrow and you're just totally not prepared. And the, one of the funny things is, is I've had moms that the company didn't even know she had a baby because they were working from home. They were quarantined. You're only seeing them from, you know, the head, you know, the chest up and you don't really know they're pregnant. And then they have a baby and they come back to work and like life is totally different. So yeah, especially if you've moms that you guys have been home working from home for a long time because of COVID, it is a big transition in general. Probably some of the best the advice that I could give would be plan early. Don't wait till the last minute, especially if you are an exclusive breastfeeding mom, you don't want to wait until a week before you go back to work to start trying to introduce a bottle. I, one of my kids was like that. It was extremely stressful, wouldn't take a bottle. And I was back to work working 12 hours as a nurse. And here I had a baby that wasn't, wouldn't take a bottle. Um, and we just scream all day until I got home and it was extremely stressful. So kind of start planning in advance. Definitely some of the things, you know, during pregnancy, you know, who's going to watch the child when we go back to work? You know, if you're planning on daycare, in-home nanny type thing, you want to have those things lined up. That's the last thing that you want to worry about is, okay, we're four weeks postpartum. We still don't have somebody to watch the baby. Now I'm eight weeks postpartum. I'm going back to work soon and you have no buddy lined up to be able to watch your baby. So doing those little things first, you know, okay, childcare, what are our options? What are our plans going to be? If you are formula fed, 
baby, that's what you're doing. Usually there's not a huge transition for you. You do have that separation anxiety of having somebody else take care of your baby, but you don't necessarily have that additional step of having to be pumping at work. If you're an exclusive breastfeeder, try to start introducing a bottle. You know, if say you only get six weeks off from work, uh, try to start introducing it by two weeks with a baby. You know, with breastfeeding, we usually tell you to wait a good three to four weeks. Um, before we're introducing any pumping, any bottle feeding. But if you're one of those moms that have to go back to work really early at six weeks, you don't want to wait that long. You want to make sure that you're introducing it earlier. Say you're somebody who's going back to work at 12 weeks, you know, a good, you know, three to four weeks out from delivery, go ahead and start introducing. Then that doesn't mean you have to introduce it all the time, but, you know, once a day, kind of see how the baby's doing. If they're refusing, then try a different bottle, have somebody else offer the baby a bottle versus you. Um, They associate you as their feeding place and the breast as the feeding place. So they're not going to be, um, as easy to take that transition from the person who's giving them the milk, you know, so have dad or somebody else be the one that's offering uh, those feedings. It's a great way for you to get a break. I usually will tell my moms, separate yourself, whether it be go to a different room, actually leave the house and go to the grocery store. They can smell you. It's so funny working as a nurse. We, I would be working in the nursery and babies could be completely quiet. And I have a mom come knock on the door and that mom comes in and that baby's the one that starts crying. Uh, So they sense you. So if your baby's having a hard time taking a bottle, leave the house. That's a great thing. And let dad or whoever's there kind of tackle that. But definitely start early in those transitions. Don't wait until the last minute. And so when it comes to someone going back to work, I know the other side of anxiety is pumping at work. And there's a lot of stress around it, different kinds of jobs have different things available or different, you know, circumstances. So first of all, what are the laws when it comes to pumping at work? And how do you kind of prep yourself for talking to your boss about this? Because I know different jobs have different kind of guidelines and situations. And you, you moms, you're going to kind of already have a sense before you leave to go on maternity, what kind of issues you're going to have. If you work for a big company, there's probably several women that are already working there. This you're not, it's not going to be their first rodeo. They're going to have had other women that have been pumping. Maybe they already have a place set up. There's already policies and rules in place to kind of go by. If you work maybe for a smaller mom and pop type place um, and, or predominantly maybe, um, Um, men, you know, that you work with, you might be the first person. So some of the things, you know, when you find out you're pregnant and you're telling your company that you're pregnant, you're going to be having a baby. These are some great questions that you're going to be asking uh, during pregnancy, not something a week before I go back to work. Oh, hey, you know, this is what I want to do. Again, if you, if a small company that there's only a couple of people, they might not have ever had to accommodate this before. If you work again with a, a man, predominant company, again, might not something that they've done before. So let them know, you know, I plan on breastfeeding. When I come back to work, I would like to be able to pump. Is there a way that we can set something up here? You know, what are your feelings about it? And just probably one of my biggest things is just have open communication. You're going to find that probably most companies are going to be willing to work with you and kind of let you play that role out however you want to. If you work for a big company, so like 
in, in my case, the hospital that I work for, I have set up an actual room for all of my pumping moms, but I, and I supply them with everything just because I have the ease of being able to do that. They have a sink that they can wash all their products. Um, they have wipes, hand sanitizer, they have a refrigerator to store their milk. I offer them snacks and samples of different companies' products uh, to try out. So for me, it's a little bit different because I'm the lactation consultant setting it up for my patients. So it might not be this glamorous place, but law-wise, they have to. So make sure if you are getting some resistance, so you know already this is going to be an issue, then do your research. So you can just search it. It's under the um, Affordable Care Act, uh, one of the things that Obama had put into place. So what the law states is that if you work for a company that has 50 or more employees, they have to provide you a space that is not a bathroom in a a separate space that um, also offers offers you privacy. Now, they don't have to pay you for that time, okay? So you are taking out time of your work. Some companies will, you know, just kind of as your break time. Uh, but if they tell you that you have to clock out and clock back in, they are not required to pay you for that pumping time. However, say you have an office and your office has a door that you can shut and you're actually going to be pumping while you're returning phone calls or on your computer or whatever, you're actually working while you're pumping. So then yes, you would get paid for that time. So you want to make sure that when you, I mean, it is super easy to, to Google and to look up, you know, what are your rights? Um, that way, if your employer doesn't know, you can print them out for them. Now, if you work for a company that has less than 50 employees, things can get a little bit different. Um, And basically kind of how it states is if you're a critical member of the team and by you pumping, it causes a shortage that doesn't allow the company to function the way that it's supposed to, then it becomes a little bit different. But like I said, you're going to find that most employers will work for you. So definitely, you know, Think about it during pregnancy. Make sure that they kind of have a heads up. Um, Again, they probably will accommodate you without any issues. But if you are having some issues, just uh, pull it up, print it out, hand it to them and talk. Don't make it something that is defensive, you know, but how can we work this out to accommodate, you know, my needs and then just kind of go from there. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be this glorious place, but somewhere that you're able to have that privacy to where you're able to do it without people kind of looking and things like that. Now, as far as anxiety, yes, it's going to cause anxiety. With my last baby, our pumping room at the hospital that I worked at was actually in our nursery. So when I would be pumping, I would hear other babies crying and I could not get a letdown. And I remember coming home and being excruciating, I mean, just so much pain and gorged. And, you know, my dad was watching my daughter at the time and I would just be like, whatever you do, do not feed her. I don't care how much she's crying. Do not feed her because I couldn't let have a letdown when I was pumping at work. And I think it was because of the stress of the actual environment that I was in. So when you're also looking at, you know, those pumping places, Try for it to be somewhere that is relaxing, that you can actually take your mind off of your work uh, just to be able to um, 
facilitate that. Uh, listen to some relaxing music or look at a picture of your baby to kind of help that as well, just to make it, you know, that's one less thing that we can do. Yes, you're separated from your baby, but maybe you can FaceTime your baby while you're um, pumping to help kind of facilitate that letdown and, and help make the situation just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that you said that because we actually got a question about it from our in, from our Instagram followers, and we, we were doing Q and A's before we get a lot of questions about, you know, like I could pump perfectly fine at home, but when I went back to work, it was like my supply decreased, and come to find out, a lot of times it has to do with stress or the location they're at, or maybe they just finished a stressful like project at work. And so then they go from that to breastfeeding. So women don't realize how stress can play such a huge part in their milk production. If you have a stressful event, um, something tragedy happens within the family, maybe somebody loses their job, um, a big lifestyle change. It's amazing just how those things, because you're under so much stress, when you are feeding your baby or you're pumping, it it hinders that the oxytocin from releasing. So in return, it just slowly starts to decrease supply. So absolutely, it's not uncommon when you go back to work to start to see a change in milk production. The baby's always going to be a better pump uh, than a breast pump unless the baby has some type of oral issues. So you're going to find that your your baby tends to do better. Um, it's obviously it's the the next best option, but it's not uncommon to have some of that fluctuation in your milk production. Awesome. And yeah, I like kind of like what you said too. I've heard of a lot of people either bringing something from home to like make them feel comfortable in that spot, whether that's like a pillow or a picture of their baby or like a, something with a scent just to kind of relax them or eat a lactation cookie or candy while they're pumping to kind of Well, the good thing now we have, you know, FaceTime when I had my last one, that wasn't an option, but you know, that's, you know, a phone call that you can just hear the baby's voice or look at your baby monitor while you're at work from home or whatever, just something to help kind of, you know, ease some of that stress for you a little bit. Awesome. This podcast is sponsored by mommy knows best. Are you looking for a lactation cookie? That's not only effective, but tastes good. Mommy Knows Best offers an assortment of lactation cookies, brownies, and our newest ready-to-eat lactation cookies, perfect for our on-the-go moms. We offer six different flavors, including a dairy and gluten-free option. And let me tell you guys, you would not even know it's dairy and gluten-free unless someone told you. It's, It's so good. Mommy Knows Best empowers all moms with the tools and resources necessary to give your newborn the best start in life. With an assortment of lactation treats and supplements that contain all natural herbal remedies, traditionally and effectively used for generations to treat low milk supply. Whether you're a new mom or a pro, Mommy Knows Best gives you plenty of options, all of which are created with the health and safety of both baby and mom in mind. Right now, Mommy Knows Best is offering 20% off when you use the code MOMTALKS at mommyknowsbest.com. That's M-O-M-T-A-L-K-S for 20% off. And so what other items when you're getting ready to go back to work, what other items should mom prep to bring with her, whether that's every day or just to have at the office? So great question. And everybody does it totally different. So you have to find what works well for you and your daily activity, as well as what type of job that you have. I have lots of moms that will have two pumps and they leave one at work and one at home. So that way they're not lugging it back and forth um, from place to place. Um, Some people don't have that luxury. So, you know, maybe having, you know, your separate work bag and make, I've had so many times I'll have employees come to me 
oh my gosh, I brought my pump, but I totally forgot my tubing. Do you have tubing for me? So making sure that you have all of your pieces and your parts, you have your pump. If you're using a um, electric pump that um, is battery operated, the batteries are charged or the pump is actually charged. The last thing you want to do is get to work and the pump be dead and not have your battery source to be able to charge it or whatever. So having a separate bag, if that works well for you, or having separate pumps, one for home and one for work. A lot of times moms will use the hands-free pumps at work to where they can use it at their desk, but then electric, regular electric handheld pump at home. So that would be another option too. And you can leave that at work. If you don't have a place that you can clean, um, make sure, you know, they have like disinfectant sprays or wipes that you can kind of clean it out while you're at work. One of the things that I like to tell my moms, if you don't feel comfortable cleaning all your stuff at work, just rinse some water through it really quickly, shake it out or take a towel and dry it out, put it in a Ziploc bag and put it in the refrigerator during your pumping sessions and then just clean everything when you get home. The coldness from the refrigerator will prevent any bacteria from growing. So if you don't have that accessibility to be washing or sanitize or anything like that, that would be an option. Um, a lot of my nurses like to do the um, sterilization bags. So they'll throw everything in the sterilization bag, throw it in the microwave after they get done pumping and then be done with it. Um, so really, again, it is what is ease for you and your type of work environment and your situation. So make sure you have your pump, make sure you have all your pieces, uh, something to store your milk in, whether it be, remember, if you're going to pump two or three times at work, you need to have somewhere to put the milk, um, whether you take extra bottles to put it in or um, take freezer bags. And once you get done pumping, dump it in a freezer bag and use those bottles for pumping the next time. Um, any type of cleaning products that you might need. And again, like you said, if there's anything from home that provides you comfort that you feel like helps facilitate your letdowns and be able to pump a little bit easier, whether it be a picture or something from your baby that just makes things a little bit easier, you know, make sure that you have that in there. Another great thing, again, I offer these to my, I offer this to my employees, but put snacks in there. That's a great way to have a snack while you're pumping, just to be able to provide some of those extra calories, whether it be lactation cookies or throw a couple bottles of water in there. So that way, while you are pumping, you can also have a snack and kind of get hydrated. So, and you can either, like I said, have it already set up at work to where you do it or take it back and forth, whichever is easier for you. Let's say it's a kind of job where they're on, on the go a lot. They don't have access to a refrigerator. Do you recommend any of the um, storage coolers or, or do they need, like, is this like a necessity? Uh, it depends upon how long your shifts are. I have employees that you know, our pharmacist and their refrigerators are for medications only. They don't have that. So, but sometimes they only work four to six hours and they only pump one time at work. If you're going to be at work for such a short time, it's actually safe to stay at room temperature. So you could just pump, put it back in your bag and be done with it. If you know that you're going to be there for a long period of time, you know, more than that six hours, definitely ice packs. You would want to have like a little cooler pack with ice packs in it that that way you can, when you get done pumping that you could put it on ice to keep it cold until you got home. 
And I know we kind of talked about bosses already, but is there any other questions that the mom should ask their boss or coworkers or just kind of establish ahead of time before going back? Yeah. And like I said, you're going to know if, I mean, if you work with a lot of women, somebody else has probably already gone through it. And so you'll kind of have a good feeling um, unless, you know, this is a new job where you're not really sure. And then definitely ask questions. Again, my biggest thing is open communication. Don't assume that the answer is going to be no without asking. Um, one thing I tell my kids all the time, you're not going to know until you ask. Don't be scared to ask and be have that open communication. So, and then if you are getting resistance, you know, go to HR. Um, your human resources knows, they should know what the rules and things are and be able to kind of help guide you with some of the things that you might need if you're having resistance from your boss. But just being open, there's really nothing that you need to ask, just making sure that you have a space, how often will that allow? One of my biggest, biggest people that have issues are my nurses and my teachers. Um, you know, when you're in a class full room, a, a classroom full of kids, you don't necessarily have, oh, well, I got to go to the bathroom or I got to go pump. So it's a, it can make things a little bit more challenging, you know, so bring, you know, for my teachers, bring it up to your principal, you know, maybe alter you know, when your kids go to specials to where you can kind of work it in or during your lunch or your planning period versus having several classes in a row before you have a break. Um, same thing with my nurses, you know, have, you know, ask the charge nurse or somebody else, you know, can you watch my, can you watch my patients while I go do this? So it's, it, the biggest thing is really making sure that you have open communication. And then if you are getting that resistance, you know what the laws are. And if you're still having resistance, then go to your human resources for additional support. Perfect. So yeah, key is just communication, keeping mm-hmm. open and honest what you what you need and what the what your job needs as well. I think that's absolutely. Awesome. And I think that's it. I think it's, you know, finding that middle ground to where you come to some type of agreement that meets both people's needs. Awesome. So breastfeeding aside, for just those other moms that are any other tips you have to share for moms going back, just the anxiety, the nervousness, kind of adapting to this new normal that they're going to take on? You know, I know a lot of moms get worried about missing milestones. So what are the other tips or advice you have for those moms? So probably, you know, the biggest thing is the first couple of days are going to be the hardest. I found that once I got back to my normal routine, things did get a little bit easier. And having that ease, whether it be, say you have an in-home nanny or a daycare, you know, does your daycare have cameras that you can just click on and you can look and you can kind of check in on your own versus having to call? I, I, I really feel like that is probably such a great thing that daycares offer just to help put mind at ease. If I can see that my child is playing or being uh, tended to or sleeping peacefully, that helps put my mind at ease. Okay. I'm worrying more than what I really need to. Um, An in-home daycare, you know, do they have a camera that you guys can uh, look at? And you're going to be able to tell at the end of the day when you come to pick up your child, if they're the kid that's constantly crying and constantly screaming, you know, what's going on? Is there, you know, some type of issue? There's nothing, there's nothing probably I feel that is more special than coming to pick a child up and then just being so excited to see you and telling you how great of a day that they had. It, It really 
kind of helps take that edge off. So, you know, when you're looking for your daycares and people to watch your kids, do they have some of that availability to kind of check in with you? Can they send you maybe text messages and pictures throughout the day? I know a lot of private daycares or nannies will do that too. You know, baby did really good. Here's the baby eating this morning. Here's the baby sleeping. And sometimes just having that affirmation that they're okay while you're gone really helps decrease a lot of that anxiety. I don't think it's really as much anxiety as us going back to work as is that person taking care of my child the way that I would want them to be taken care of? And are they safe? And so by having some of those resources, I think it helps put mom's minds more at ease to be able to do their job without having to think and contemplate of some of the choices that they're making as far as childcare goes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's, yeah, that's really great advice. As you guys are listening, if you're like thinking of other questions or scenarios in your head, please, you know, comment them wherever you're listening and we'll make sure to pass them along to Kristen for our next interview. Or I know she hangs out in the Facebook group sometimes too. So yeah. um, you can always answer them there as well. This was really helpful. And I think these are a lot of the key questions I do see when it comes to going back after maternity leave. So thank you. Yeah. And definitely ask questions. You know, when the video is posted. If you guys have questions to different scenarios, put it out there and I'll be more than happy to respond. Awesome. Very cool. And then for, again, for anyone that has not seen your interviews before, can you just say where everyone can find you? Um, Absolutely. Um, So I'm Kristen uh, Sarando. I'm a lactation consultant out of Orlando, Florida. Um, My company is called Orlando Lactation. So it's www.orlandolactation.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And as always, guys, this is come out the last Monday of every month. We have new topics every single Monday, kind of just taking you along the journey. So if you haven't seen any of the other episodes, I highly encourage you to go check them out because we we're covering all topics. So thanks for checking in guys. Thanks for listening to the mom talks with Krista podcast. For more information about this show, past shows, or to check out our YouTube channel, please see our show notes. If you loved the show, please share it with your mom tribe. The bigger, the better. Thanks for listening and have a great day.